Hello, my dudes. As you could tell by my lack of enthusiasm in my um, intro dance, this is not a happy podcast episode. Thank you guys for coming back to Previously Gifted. Um, I didn't make an episode last week because I was sad, and I have been sad. Um, Spoiler alert, it's about college. So the first thing I'm going to be talking about on this episode is this entire college debacle. That was debacle with a D, not tobacco, because that's not a word. Um, yeah, I'll get that right out of the way. It is a lot to discuss, but, you know, I know you guys have been waiting to hear my updates, and believe me, I was too. And then I heard updates, and they were bad. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but yeah, welcome back to the pod. Before I get started, I gotta give a shout out to my patrons who are always so supportive, even when I'm shitty and miss a week. Um, So thank you guys so much. I actually have a new patron. Shout out to Brenda. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon squad. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. Now we've got our permanent sponsors who are my favorite people. We have Joni Kay, Hannah Baker, Kirsty McCulloch, Eric Courtright, Lily Dillon, Matt Barham, Jerome Nivens, and Liz Walsh. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I just, I appreciate your continued support of the pod. Um, so yeah, let's get the fuck right into it. Um, God, I'm so angry (laughs) and uh, whatever. We'll talk about my feelings later, but let's get the facts out of the way. Am I right? Um, so in case you didn't know, my name is Tiffany. Um, I graduated high school in 2014 and we've talked about this. Um, the podcast is called Previously Gifted because, low-key, I am a genius, okay? Um, no, I'm, I'm very book smart and I have always been very academically talented. So my whole life, school was like my thing because it was effortless for me. You know, even all the way through high school and the two years of college that I've done, I've never had to put in like too much effort Um, And I usually excel in what I do. Um, So yeah, school's my shit and I like it. I enjoy it. But college has become such a fucking mindfuck for me. Um, Sorry for the cursing, you guys. If anyone's parents are watching, I apologize. But I'm also full of so many emotions that I just cannot control my language. So there you go. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like after high school, I wasn't convinced of this whole college thing. And that's, I guess, the irony of it all, because if I had just done the damn thing, first of all, if I had researched and seen like how much financial aid I could get in California in state, um, I probably would have thought of things differently. But still, I wasn't convinced that I needed to go to college, even though I was an academically talented person. Whatever. I'm book smart. I'm great at taking tests. Um... (laughs) But anyway, I was like resisting society. I was like, everybody says you have to go to college to be successful. I'll see about that. And here I am, um, 22, and I've done two years of undergrad. And um, a lot of the people that I graduated high school with graduated college just now. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling shitty, but whatever. Um, So yeah, I, I did my two years of 
the first two years of my four-year degree. Started that in New Orleans and then my semester in France. Um, And we, most of us, know what happened last year. My plan was to go back to California. So I applied to UCs and Cal States, all California public schools. Um, And I was rejected from all of them. Do we remember that, dude? That was like a little over um, a year ago. I got the news that I was rejected from every school. And again, as like a a 4.0 kind of student, my college GPA is like a 3.9, whatever. I was pretty, pretty much expecting to get into a lot of those schools. Um, (laughs) But I mean, since then, I've I've still haven't confirmed exactly why I was denied from all of them. It could be something as small as missing like an English course or one of my courses didn't count for whatever required course that you'd have to have before transferring or something called admission. um, What is it called? Admission priority for California students. So for transfer students in California, and probably in most states, they prioritize the students who come from that state's community colleges because they really want to feed everyone from a community college and let them um, get to a good four-year. So it's possible that admission priority for California community college students is a big reason why I was rejected from all of those schools because even though I'm still considered a California resident for tuition purposes, um, I was coming from an out-of-state school. I was coming from a Louisiana university. So, <laughs> so whatever. That was last year, and it was really tough, and it fucked me up. But I was like, hey, okay, I can take the time to figure this out. I guess I'll spend another year doing something, keep doing my YouTube, keep working to pay the bills, and then apply again. (laughs) So that's what I did. Um, And obviously a lot has happened since last year. Over the summer, I met Nathan, and then we wanted to figure out, you know, what we could do in terms of being together. Um, And Nathan has been working here in New York for the company um, on an 18-month visa. So last year, you know, I decided to move to New York and be here with him because obviously (laughs) in a new relationship, we wanted to be able to be together and get to know each other. um, And it was just right. So it's been really great. And I have really loved living here with Nathan. Um, But yeah, I did all my applications again. And uh, I just have to say, college applications are the worst fucking things in the world. It's not even... Oh my God, it's just, it's so much. First, it's like, if you're not sure exactly what schools you want to apply to, first you got to do some research. So I spent so much time researching and seeing what schools I could apply to with the credits I had. Um, I have about 70 credits between all the courses I've taken and AP credits. So I was like, okay, I'm pretty much at like junior level, which is the perfect spot to transfer. Um, So, this year, in my decisions of where to apply, I obviously wasn't going to make the same mistake and try to apply to California public colleges again, because the same thing would happen, unless I transferred to a California community college, like, probably the same thing was going to happen again. Um, So I just didn't want to press my luck with that one, you know? Whammy, dude. (laughs) Um, So, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I hope that you guys are um, 
not hating this. If you want, you can just skip through it. It's just, you know, at the end, it's bad news. So I guess skip to that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I always feel like I have to explain myself, which is kind of annoying. Um, it's funny, my rejected from every college video that I made last year is my second or third most popular video of all time. Um, which is pretty funny. It has like half a million or maybe 600,000 views, which I'm like, nice, at least I got those views. Worth it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I always feel like I have to explain myself. And it's funny to do that here because obviously on the podcast, you guys know me. You guys who listen to this know me better than anybody. You know, you're not just a casual viewer on YouTube, like, you actually give a fuck, so thank you. Um, but yeah, it's funny for me to over-explain things to you guys. I'm kind of also walking through it myself, um, because just ever since I've gotten this news, which was, like, sometime last week, probably this, yeah, like, a week ago, um, it took me a couple of days to process, and I'm just, <laughs> anyway, let's continue the story. Um, so, California public schools were a no, because I wasn't going to make that same mistake again. Um, <clears throat> but being with Nathan has obviously been a big influence on where I want to go, because that's, you know, in my future, it's like, I want to consider our future. And by the way, I'm not getting choked up right now. I'm literally choking on, like, dust. <clears throat> and my throat is really dry. So if it sounds like I'm crying, I'm not crying because I'm emotional, but that might come later. Um, anyway, yeah, I got, I got a comment somewhere that was saying, like, make sure you don't kind of make the same mistake, quote unquote, um, by choosing your college based on where your boyfriend is. And I'm like, whoa, the shade. Um, <laughs> because yes, I did. I went to college in New Orleans 100% because my boyfriend at the time was there and I, I at the at the time I was like I would rather start college in New Orleans and see how it goes and be with this person that I care about than be apart and go through a long distance because another year of long distance probably would have you know torn us apart and I didn't want to do that and I was ready to start college and I didn't really have any um places that I wanted to go to at that, at that time and the funny thing is when I first applied to colleges, <laughs> the first time, I've now done that three times, fuck me. Um, that first time during my gap year, I only applied to three schools, which again, why did I do that? I missed the deadline for UCs and Cal States somehow, like a fucking idiot. Um, that would have changed the course of my life because if I had applied to um, Cal States and UCs, um, I probably would have gotten into a lot of them and gotten great financial aid. Um, but I didn't, so that's not the life path that I took. Um, I only applied to Occidental, which is a very small competitive private school in LA. And then I applied to Tulane and Loyola in New Orleans. My thought process was the same. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, where do I want to be? I either want to be in LA, where a lot of my friends are, or I want to be in New Orleans, where my boyfriend was at the time. Um, and it turns out the only school I got into was Loyola. I got rejected from Oxy, and then I got waitlisted at Tulane, which doesn't matter because I'd rather be at Loyola anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I appreciate comments that care about, like, the choices that I make and trying to make sure that I'm doing things for the right reasons, but, like, I truly am the kind of person where love 
is like my primary motivator. And especially at this time where I feel so lost anyway, like it's not like I've ever had a dream school that I've wanted to go to, or I'm still not 100% sure what I want to do career-wise. If I had a clearer image of what I wanted to pursue academically, that would sway me in that direction more so. But in my college (laughs) um, experiences so far, like, there's not any particular school that I really want to go to, so then the next most important thing is who I can be with and who I can surround myself with. And obviously when you're in a relationship, like, with Nathan, obviously things are different than any other relationship I've been in. You know, we're obviously planning for the future and we're willing to make big commitments to each other. Like, I moved here to New York because I wanted to invest in our relationship and I wanted to, I wanted to be here and I wanted to be here with him and experience new things, whatever. (coughs) Ow! I'm choking! (coughs) This is a fucking mess. Um, And he has gone through the whole visa application process because he wants to stay here. Um, Obviously for his job, he loves his job here and he loves to be in America, but also hugely because of me. He just wants to be with me. So we both are willing to make sacrifices and be away from our families to be able to be together. Um, So I don't know. I don't think that should be taken lightly. But I do understand how people could go, well, the New Orleans thing and that boyfriend didn't work out. Try to not make the same mistake again. But it's like, (laughs) I don't think I'm making any sort of mistake um, by trying to stay near Nathan. But also, (laughs) colleges aren't really vibing with me anyway. So let's continue the story. Um, So I decided to apply to places where... I could see my future. By the way, there's some kind of fucking drilling or something going on outside and you can hear it and it's annoying. Ugh, I hate this shit. I wish I could live in a, um, a soundproof storage box or at least record my podcast in one because this sound is fucking aggravating. Anyway, um, so the places that mattered to me where I could see myself going, LA to be near my family, best friends, whatever. Um, New York City in case... Nathan's visa went through and he's allowed to stay in New York. Um, And then I applied to two schools abroad in Europe because I thought, hey, if Nathan has to go back to England or can't stay in America, at least we'd have options there. Um, So those were my three locations that I chose. And because I'm still a California resident for tuition purposes, um, I applied to private schools because... As I said, in California, I wasn't going to get into public schools because of the issues we've already had. But private schools have different um, different requirements, and they just look at applicants differently. So I applied to LMU and Chapman in um, LA and Orange County, and I was accepted to both of them. Yay! And then in New York, obviously, public schools are cheaper, but out-of-state tuition still applies. Um, so I thought I might just throw my dice and apply to private schools because sometimes private schools, though they are more expensive, they sometimes offer better scholarships, um, especially for out-of-state students. Um, so anyway, I didn't know though because, um, Loyola, the school I went to in New Orleans is a private school as well, and they do give really great financial aid. They're, um... 
tuition or cost of like a year is like forty or fifty thousand dollars. And I was taking out about ten thousand a year in loans, which is a lot. Um, but that was like manageable for me. So that was basically like the ceiling of cost that I could possibly continue to take out, but preferably less because I didn't want to take out any more um, Parent PLUS loans <laughs> under my parents' name, and they didn't want to do that either. Um, but the max for a student my age is like 6500 in loans per year, so um, keep that in mind. All right, I'm going to pause this because I'm kind of going insane and I need to drink some water. So see you in a second. And we're back. I've reminded myself to use my softer voice because I could hear myself getting more and more hysterical and I needed to just calm down. By the way, I cannot close the window in my room myself. Um, it's a very heavy window and you have to pull it up very high um, and then lock it shut. And I, I'm not tall enough or strong enough to do that. And even with a chair, um, it's very heavy and hard for me to do. So I'm just going to have to suffer through the sound of whatever bullshit is going on outside. Unfortunately, our community takes very good care of the grounds and they're always fucking leaf blowing or fucking chopping things outside. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, you guys can probably barely hear it. It's just me. So, um, as I was saying, in New York City, I was applying to private schools um, just because that's, that's that. And also, I think, um, I did look into, like, uh, state of New York SUNYs, whatever. I looked into New York State, um, universities, but only in the city. So, obviously, that's only a few, um, of their campuses. Um, but something in there said, I think, that I'm, I would only be allowed to apply to, like, one campus, or I'd be able to pick, like, maybe three and then only one of my applications would get looked at, something like that. Because obviously they get so many applicants, like they're very, um, this is a very populated area, and obviously they want to prioritize New York students. So anyway, I just decided against applying to any of those schools because I didn't think that I would get into them. Um, so in New York, I applied to Pace, Fordham, Marymount Manhattan College, the new school, St. Joseph's College and St. Francis College, which are smaller colleges in Brooklyn, which I applied to later um, after I'd gotten my other uh, acceptances because they're a little bit more affordable. They're like some of the most affordable um, private colleges in the New York City area. Um, so anyway, I was accepted to all of those schools. Yay! Fordham was the most um, competitive. I think their acceptance rate is like... 40-something percent. Um, but yeah, I was excited to get into those. I also um, applied to NYU, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. And then abroad, I applied to the American University of Paris and Richmond, which is an American university in London, and I was accepted into both of those as well. So 10 out of 10, I was accepted to all of the schools that I applied to, um, which is really great. Like, I was feeling super good, and this year I had been trying to, like, I literally used law of attraction. I tried to do this last year too. It didn't work out. I was like imagining myself getting accepted to UCLA last year. And then instead I was rejected to every school. So this year when I was getting acceptance after acceptance, I was like, oh shit, imagine the video I can make, dude. Last year to this year, rejected to accepted to all of my schools. Um, 
And I was just picturing that and like being able to make a video finally and update you guys on my college sitch and be like, you guys, after everything I've gone through, it finally worked out. I was accepted. I have so many great options. Um, so that kind of happened. I was accepted into all of them. Um, but let me tell you about what happened with NYU. Um, so I applied to NYU, and I guess that would be my top choice um, in New York. And, you know, NYU is a great school, but it is very expensive, um, and it's competitive. It's decently hard to get into. I think their acceptance rate is somewhere in the 30s. Um, but I thought that I would be able to get in. You know, I thought I'd have a pretty good chance, and especially after I got into all of the other schools that I applied to, like Chapman and LMU are kind of competitive, maybe 40 to 50 percent acceptance rates. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I have a solid shot of getting into NYU. Let me try. I applied to their MMC program, which is media... Hmm. <laughs> forgot. Media and communication, basically. Um, and they have a cool program where, um, for transfer students, they send a lot of them their first semester to Paris to spend one semester there and then they come back to New York and I was like dude I'm definitely down to go to Paris for a semester that would be so sick and I was like dude this is just like the perfect program for me it would be so awesome so anyway I applied to NYU their application deadline and their notification of decisions is pretty late um so like I applied in like March but their deadline was by like April 1st um and then um they say decisions come out between, like, the end of April, like, basically in May, whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, shit, I have to wait so long to hear back from NYU. Because I heard back from all of those other schools by, like, mid-April. So it was kind of stressful to have to wait on one more school. So anyway, with NYU, I sent my transcripts and all the things that they require back when I applied, which was, like, in March. Um... And I had sent all of my transcripts by mail from my old university, and then I sent my high school transcripts through Parchment, which is like a direct um, digital like, electronic trans tra transcript service. So anyway, um, for NYU, on their portal where it shows like which of the um, documents they've received, it says, you know, it can take weeks for them to update online, so, like, don't resend things, don't contact them, like, just wait a few weeks. But I kept getting these emails, um, that said, your application is incomplete, um, we haven't received your transcripts or your transfer report. And I was like, well, I sent those, so they're probably still processing them. Um, and then finally, a couple weeks ago, I got an email that was the same email, and then in the middle it said, um, if we don't receive all of these materials by Saturday, which was like two days away, we will not look at your application. And I was like, what the fuck? So um, I got this on like a Thursday night. So the next day was a Friday and I called the NYU admissions office and I was like, hey, I got this email, but I sent my stuff. Like, like Parchment said that NYU downloaded my high school transcript in March. Like, it it's not on my account and she's like this bitch was so unhelpful she was like well it's not here we don't have it and I was like yeah but I sent it I was like I sent it and it was received she's like where do you have it sent and I was like I sent it through parchment 
And she's like, where does that send to? And I was like, bitch, you work for the admissions office and you don't know how parchment works? Like, I don't know how it works, but somehow it gets to the school and you can download the transcript. Like, bitch, what? So (sighs) I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I for sure sent that. By the way, bitch, it costs me $4 every time I have to send a transcript. I'm just realizing how much money I've wasted. Um, So every one of these schools, I had to spend $4 and send a high school transcript. So I've already wasted over $45, $50 um, this year. And not even counting last year. I love it. Um, So anyway, I was like, I sent that in March. Like, it was confirmed as received. And she's like, yeah, but it's not on your application. So you must not have sent it. And I was like, bitch, I'm going to kill you. Um, I was actually like, um, okay. Well, my college one, I sent that one as well. And she's like, what address did you send it to? You have to send it to the right place. We get a lot of documents, blah, blah. And I was like, bitch. I was like, whatever your fucking website said to send it to. I check and double check all of the websites and the application pages where it says exactly where to send all your transcripts and shit. And I read out the address to her and she's like yeah that's the right address and I was like I sent that in March I sent my transcripts in March and I waited because I thought you were processing it and it turns out you just fucking lost my transcripts like what are the chances that they lose three out of three of my sets of paperwork like that's so weird I would understand if maybe one of my transcripts got lost or didn't get recorded but like the fact that it was all of them I was like well what's what's the problem and she's like did you use a different name? And I was like, no. I was like, Tiffany Ferguson. I was like, shouldn't you be able to track this by using my name, birth date, and like where I'm from, the schools that I've listed? I just like, I did not understand this. So basically, um, NYU fucked me up and they totally fucked me over. And all the time that I spent doing their application was a waste. Um, But anyway, that Friday, I had to reach out to my high school, I had to reach out to my college, and, like, urgently contact them and say, can you please rush a transcript, like, can you email it or fax it, because they're telling me they won't look at my application if it's not there by tomorrow. Um, So they got, what, two out of the three they had emailed, and then I had to order another parchment transcript, and that was sent that day, Friday, but it wasn't received until, like, Monday. Um, so now on my NYU application website, it says it's received two out of three, but not my high school transcript, but that was past Saturday. Um, and then by the next week was when I got the bad news. And that's why it doesn't even matter that NYU didn't look at my application, even though I'm fucked up and I'm, my ego wants to know whether I'd get in or not. Literally my little previously gifted self is like, I don't even care if I can't afford to go to NYU and it would be kind of a bummer to know that I got in but can't go, but I still want to know because I want to know if I'm good enough. So anyway, ouch, it hurts. So, um, finally, almost 30 minutes in, we're to the meat of this discussion and that is that I got into 10 out of 10 colleges, but I can't afford any of them. Um... So that's really fucked. Like I said, my most affordable option to go to the most quality schools would be if I had started or stayed in California, transferred from a California community college or California college to another California public college. That would have been my best option. My little brother, I'm so excited for him, but also fucking jealous now. My little brother is going to UC Santa Barbara. 
Um, and let me just say, again, egotistical asshole coming through. I'm the smart academic one of the family. I'm the 4.0 student. My brother was a shitty student until recently. Then he turned it around. He's done really well in high school. He's done a million more um, extracurriculars than I ever did. So he absolutely deserves to go to a great school like that. But my little brother's going to UC Santa Barbara. His tuition is covered by financial aid. It's covered by scholarships and grants, which is incredible. And then he's he's taking out some loans to help cover the cost of room and board. But he had extra scholarships to help cover that partially as well. So basically, my brother is going to UC Santa Barbara for a very small price. (laughs) And um, it was so hurtful to get all of my financial packages. Because after you get accepted, um, especially as a transfer student, like, you get your decisions late. Like, you get your, your decisions in, like, April. And then you're supposed to make a decision by, like, May 1st. It's so frustrating. But then they send you your financial packages. And every one that I got... I didn't know exactly what to expect because um, back when I was going to Loyola, my um, EFC on the FAFSA was zero. So I was at like the highest amount of financial need. Um, Now my EFC is like 3000, which is kind of annoying because I still don't have any money to really contribute to college. And my parents, um, I'm not asking them to pay anything. They did do Parent PLUS loans for me while I was at Loyola because I needed it. Like, there was no way I could have paid for it on my own. Um, And I've been paying them back already. And I've been paying all of my loan payments and the Parent PLUS loan payments this year. Um, But yeah, my parents, like, they're not paying for any of my college. And I wouldn't ask them to. But anyway, it's like the situation that you're put in as, especially an undergraduate student, where you're still considered a... um, a dependent student and your parents' finances are considered in your FAFSA and your EFC and everything, it's so frustrating when you're financially independent, but in the eyes of the government and financial aid, you're still your parents' child and they expect somehow your family to pay a certain amount of money, even though that may not be the case. So anyway, um, I got good um, academic and like merit scholarships from each school based on, like, my GPA and whatever. Um, So that's great. But again, every school that I applied to had a pretty high um, price tag. And so maybe my scholarships and stuff covered half of it, half of my tuition. And then you get, you know, I get Pell Grants and then um, maybe some other, like, small grants from the school or something, depending on each one. But every financial (laughs) award that I opened... um, I'd quickly scan through it, and then it would say, you know, your loan's 6500 which is the max for a student like me. And then it would say, parent plus loans, 10000 So almost every one of these schools um, was recommending at least $15,000 a year in loans, if not more. Some of those fucking schools had the audacity to recommend, like, twenty, twenty-five thousand 25000 a year in loans. And I was like... Okay, bye. Um, So obviously that's not affordable to me. I mean, even with my existing student debt, which I've been looking at again, um, because like I said, I've been making payments this year and I was able to make a pretty big chunk payment um, a few months ago. Uh, But still, I have a little over $20,000 fucking dollars in student loan debt. And here I am 
halfway through college without a degree. Um, so it's like, I have to finish. I have to, but I also really need to keep my loans low because I can't keep taking out 10000 a year. If I graduate with forty or $50,000 in debt, that's fucking horrendous, dude. Like, these payments are already pretty large. Um, and to think about doubling that and then paying that amount for, like, 10 years after I graduate sounds like hell. Um, so anyway, um, in the middle of all of this, I decided to apply to an outside scholarship, which is the Taco Bell Live Moss Scholarship. Um, it's a video-based scholarship where basically it's supposed to be, like, not about academics or sports. It's just supposed to be about, like, you as a person and, like, whatever your talents and passions are. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd, you know, try it out. So I made a video and I put a lot of effort into it. And I thought, wow, if I win this scholarship, this year they were giving out, like, 100 scholarships. And they had, like, 5000 10000 and $25,000 awards. So I was like, holy shit, like, if I won even the $5,000 scholarship, like, that could make a huge difference between me being able to afford a school or not, um, or having to take out tons of loans, or only having to take out $5,000. So, uh, so I applied. Um, I think I sent my video in March, and then they said they would get back to people by May 17th. So, again, this was just, like, such a waiting game for the past few months, waiting to hear back about NYU, waiting to hear all my financial packages, and then finally waiting to see if I would get that scholarship, because truly it became a make-or-break thing. And that's the thing, is, like, I didn't really know what to expect in my financial packages. Um, I knew that these schools were expensive, but, like, I don't know. You, you never know, because some schools don't exactly list, like, on their financial aid um, what their exact scholarships are. Some schools do. Like, they'll say, if you have this GPA, you're guaranteed this scholarship. Um, but some schools don't. So, like, you can't really expect or estimate what scholarships you're going to get from a school until you just get your package. So, I don't know. I was just crossing my fingers and hoping for the best when it came to all of these schools and all of my options. Um, and... Yeah, they're all still out of my reach. So that's where I am. Um, I heard back from the Taco Bell scholarship last week. It's going to make me cry because I'm so upset about it. Um, I finally got the email and I had been visualizing winning. And I was like, I just need to win. I just fucking have to. And then I got the email and it said, unfortunately, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, fuck. I like... Nathan and I were watching a movie or something, and I just left to, like, take a shower, and then in the shower I was just crying, because it was slowly hitting me, like, you can't afford any of these schools. It doesn't matter that you got into all these schools, because you cannot afford them at all, um, and there's no way that you can get the amount of money that you, that you need to go to any of these schools. Um, like, if it were only a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars out of my range, like, any of these schools... I would take out my, like, five or $6,000 in loans, and I would find a way to pay that extra few thousand. But, like, when it's a difference of, like, another five or 10000 a year, it's like, that's not worth it. I'm not taking out extra loans. I'm not taking out private high-interest loans. Um, and it just sucked. It really, really sucked to hear that news finally, because it was just, like, the nail in my coffin, basically. It's not like I was putting my whole future on this scholarship, but it just ended up that that was, like, my last, 
chance. Um, I'm a little choked up now. I don't want to cry on the podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, it's also been really shitty because like I said, everybody I know from high school, um, this was supposed to be the year I would graduate in four years. I fucking graduated high school four years ago and I was supposed to be the class of 2018 in college. Um, so seeing like everyone that I know from high school or like a lot of them, not everyone, a lot of my friends are actually, um, they're doing their last year next year or whatever. It's taken them a little bit longer because not everybody graduates in four years. Some people, it takes more time. Um, but it sucks to see so many graduation posts from these really great schools and people talking about all of the amazing experiences they've had and all the people they've met and all the great friends that they've made and like how it's been the best four years of their lives. And I'm just like, fuck, why do I always have to be different? <laughs> why can't, why couldn't I have just wanted to go to college and somehow afforded it and like gone to college and, and made friends and done the damn fucking thing so that I could go get a job? But it's like, ugh, I guess, I don't know. It's different because again, like I cannot imagine going to college with a college fund or with parents who had the means to pay for whatever I needed. You know, there are people who don't even work a job during college because their parents will pay for their entire tuition and they'll never have to worry about taking out loans. They'll never have to worry about paying their bills. They'll never have to worry about that during college. Like, I don't even want that. Like, I just wish I could go to college and support myself. I wish that I only had to take out my own loans and never had to ask my parents to um, take out Parent PLUS loans, even though I'm paying them back. Um, so anyway, I've, I've just been in this, like, massive pity party for myself, like, because I know how fucking smart and talented I am or can be, and it really fucking frustrates me to not be at one of these top schools and graduating with honors, because I know in a parallel universe, that's where I should be, and that's where I would be if I were at those schools. Um... <sighs> This is fucking funny. I don't know why crying on the podcast feels um, different than crying in a video. I guess because it's unedited, so it's a lot more awkward. Um, sorry to make this awkward, you guys. I think I'm going to um, pause this and then we'll come back. And we're back. Okay. I just need to calm down. Um... So yeah, obviously I'm very, very, very upset. I'm every flavor of upset that you could ever be. I am incredibly disappointed and angry at myself. I'm I'm low-key mad about the decisions that I've made, even though I wouldn't really regret those decisions in, in any amount of time, because I know that I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be with Nathan. I wouldn't have experienced all the things that I've experienced if I hadn't made all these choices, but it's still so frustrating because I know how much easier all of this potentially could have been um, when it comes to this college journey. And it's just like, it's it's exhausting. And I, and the, okay, so the thing is, after this, I'm like, okay, I, I pretty much have no options. And then on top of that, Nathan still hasn't heard back about his visa. He thinks he didn't get it because he was supposed to hear back by the end of April. But still, how fucked up is it that they haven't gotten back to him even to tell him that he didn't get it? Um, 
so we're like 99% sure that he's going to have to go back to England um, basically in October. And for me, I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have anywhere to go. It's like I could go back to California, but I, it's, I, I don't have any roots there, even though it's like my home state more than anywhere else, because I haven't lived in California since like 2015, really. And, you know, I'd still have to find a place to live and find a new job and figure out everything. So it's like, you know, and also why would I want to choose to be as far as possible away from Nathan? You know, like if we're going to have to do any kind of long distance, California to England sucks, you know. Um, But what other options do I have? I'm not going to stay in New York alone. um, So that sucks. But anyway, um, This is where I'm at. Um, If it is true that Nathan did not get this visa, um, with the Starbucks ASU plan, I've been thinking about, you know, online school. And to be honest, it sounds like fucking hell. I don't want to do school online because I do love actually being in a classroom. I love the university experience, or not so much the experience, but I like being in class. I've never taken an online class because I learn really well just like connecting directly with a professor and my classmates and whatever. I like the experience of being in a classroom. So the thought of finishing my entire degree online sounds really lonely, especially when it comes to that like, So many people make the best connections and friends, obviously, on campus in their school. And with online school, you don't have that. And you have to keep yourself accountable. And I'm sure there are so many challenges to that. You know, it can be convenient for, you know, like a working parent or or whatever. Like anybody in a situation where it works for them. But like for me, I'm really nervous about that prospect because like I don't know if that works for me in my learning style or if I'd be happy doing that. But at, the, at this point, it's an option. Um, I would either be working at Starbucks and that could be covered tuition free, which is a benefit because not having to take out any more student loans would be incredible. Um, but even if I'm not working at Starbucks, I could still get um, pretty good scholarships and maybe have to only pay like a few thousand dollars a year, um, which in comparison to other school options is pretty good. Um, But again, I'd have to do school online, which is a struggle because it's hard. Like, what I've learned about myself, especially more this year, is, like, I do better when I'm forced out of the house. So, like, my job has been really good for me, even though I get annoyed about having to go to work. Like, it's good for me to have to get out of the house. Because if I don't leave the house, like, on my days off, when I have nothing to do, like, and I just sit in the house the whole day it's bad. I feel terrible. Like, I feel physically and mentally terrible. So it scares me about thinking about doing still my online work, like YouTube and whatever, in addition to online schooling. (laughs) Because it's like, what if I never get out of the house? And what if I get really anxious and depressed? What if, you know? So if I do end up doing some kind of online schooling, I would have to force myself to do the work in a coffee shop, at least, or go to a library and, like, physically force myself out of the house to do that work so that I don't feel like my entire world exists in my bedroom or in my house, you know? Like, it's a, it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for anyone. Um, but that's, like, my one concern. So, basically, that's, like, my one schooling option right now. Um, 
I mean, if Nathan were to miraculously get his visa, um, I would probably... I'd probably still try to do ASU online here if we were staying in New York, just because it still is the most, like, affordable option, and especially if I could be working at Starbucks and it could be free. Um, that would just be the most rational. Because when I, I was, like, emotional about this, but when I went and, like, was looking at my student loan balances, I was like, ah, God. I was crunching the nums, and I was like, no matter what, whether I'm angry about not getting a traditional college experience or not, like, is it worth an extra $20,000 in debt so that I can spend the next 10 years really stressing to pay for it? Like, it's not worth that, you know? I've already put myself in $20,000 of debt, um, which I guess I would say it's worth it because it was the last few years of life experiences, blah, blah, blah. But I need to be smart about, like, my future. And, like, I do understand that I want a degree for the sake of having a degree, but also, like, for the professional benefits, even though online schooling doesn't have the same, like, networking and, like, professional opportunities as, like, an on-campus college experience does. Um, I just, I know I can't quit because if I were to stop after two years of school and, like, three years of applying to colleges, like, I would just feel like a failure. And I'd rather just fucking hustle through the last two years or so and just finish this shit, even if it's not fun and even if it's not exactly how I imagined it, um, even if it's not glamorous and whatever, because I need to get it done. Um, but anyway, if Nathan has to go back to England, there is a little bit of sunshine in that Americans can go to the UK without a visa for up to six months. So I really could go and like live in England for six months at a time, and then I'd have to come back to the States for a certain amount of time, and then I'd be able to go back. Um, and literally right now, that's an option for us. And Nathan's brother and dad were just in town, and we were talking a little bit about what our general plans are right now, even though nothing is for sure. Um, so it's crazy, you know, we could end up moving to freaking England, which is nuts. Um, that's like the one positive thing out of all of these experiences, I guess is like, I think about it and I'm like, since high school, I have lived in New Orleans, Aix-en-Provence, France, Long Island, New York, and then England, you know? Like, <laughs> it's pretty fucking random, but you've got to admit, like, it's cool to be able to have um, those kind of experiences, and they are one of a kind. And the flexibility of doing school online, if I choose to do that, would let me work on it while I'm in England. And then I can continue the same schooling when I have to come back to the States and maybe spend time in California or Arizona. Um, so at least I have that as an option because like to me right now, I don't, I cannot go through the transfer application process again. I cannot do that shit again. I cannot keep requesting and paying for transcripts to be sent from all of my schools. I bet every time they got a request, they're like, this bitch is still trying to transfer. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. And I want to just like be able to focus on the academics and just learn and be done with it and then I can move on and my life doesn't have to revolve around whatever my college plans are you know I can just I can do whatever
Ah, <sighs> fuck. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Um, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you. I'm gonna make a video on Tiffany Ferg, hopefully like a condensed version because nobody wants to watch 50 minutes unless they're listening to a podcast. Um, yeah, it's, it's just fucked and um, I'm upset and I am about to go back to California to go to my brother's graduation soon and then I am going to camp and I'll be back in the camp fucking camp mood again. I'm kind of excited for camp but also kind of scared um, because last year camp was a little stressful for me, especially because of how unstable, unstable my life and my future was and like how unclear everything was. So it's really annoying that I have to go back to camp and to feel that again. I was really looking forward to being at camp and like imagining myself be like, okay, I know where I'm going to be in the fall. I'm starting school at wherever. It's going to be great. Um, so now <sighs> nothing is really concrete. Um, and I'll figure it out at some point, but, uh, I don't know. It's hard going to camp. It's hard being away from like regular life. And like, it's hard being in the camp, like lifestyle because it does challenge me a little bit. I'm not that active of a person. So it's hard for me to be surrounded by people all day, every day and have to have such a strict schedule. Um, but this year I'm not bunking with kids. I get to live with Nathan in his, you know, private room. Um, because he's, um, part of the, like, leadership at camp. Um, so it's good that I don't have a bunk because I'll get to, like, do my own work and also have some alone time because <laughs> that was a struggle for me last year at camp. Like, I am not super extroverted and I do get pretty tired out when I'm, like, constantly surrounded by people. So at least I have that going for me. Anyway, I'm gonna end the podcast now. Um, please hit me up on, like, Twitter or Instagram because I just need some support and I'm feeling, uh, feeling stressed and sad and I just need to keep reassuring myself that where I go to college does not determine my worth. However, wherever I earn my degree does not determine my worth. I have to keep repeating that to myself. And, by the way, for anyone else who is doing you know, pursuing an online degree. I'm not talking shit. I think it's respectable to get your degree any way you can. I'm just saying I'm concerned about what it will be like for me if I decide to follow that path. Um, I just want it to be an enjoyable experience, you know? Anyway, I'm sad and I should probably start getting ready for work soon. Thank you guys for listening. I love you so much. Okay, thanks. Bye!